Hey Ryan, what's an antitotem? <laughs> is it, um, before, is it the opposite start... of a totem, or is it the first course of a totem meal? <laughs> it's either or. So anyway, <laughs> uh, no, we should come back to that. But yesterday, apparently, some audio was crackly, and I heard it in my headphones, but I thought it was my headphones and not the microphone. Oh, just wanted to throw that out there. Um, I don't. I think it might be Andrew because you sound perfectly clear to me. Okay, that's so. um. Weird. I do noise reduction um, on all of our uh, all of our tracks before uh, before uploading, but maybe it was distinct enough that it didn't get yeah. uh, removed. It was, no. it was a pretty distinct crackle. I don't know. Yeah. No idea. So, yep, that's a thing. Anyway, uh, anti-totem. All right, welcome to the school of Inception. Mm. <laughs> so, you got your totem, right? Yes. You know what a totem is? You remember the concept? It was pretty, I thought, a fun little thing that they had in the movie where they were like a totem is an object that behaves weird in the real world um and only you know that it behaves weird and then um it all it'll behave normally in the dream world if you're not if you're in someone else's dream because that dreamer won't know how your totem works so like if you have a loaded die that always comes up three Mm -hmm. um and you take it into the dream world and you're in someone else's dream it will roll like a normal die. It won't only come up three. So you know I'm in someone else's dream. Now here's the the, the twist, right? Like totems only work in other people's dreams. Yeah. Um, there's this thing that uh, you might think. So if you think of it, um, there's one totem that doesn't work like all the others. And it's the most famous totem. I don't. I don't know if you remember which one it was. It was, uh, it was the final shot the, of the whole movie. The spinning top, correct? Exactly. Okay. So that top in the normal world is just a top. In the dream world, it spins forever. So it kind of behaves the exact opposite of a normal totem, uh-huh. making it what fans have called an anti-totem. They never mentioned that in the movie, but basically. The, the whole concept of an anti-totem is that it tells you whether or not you're in your own dream. And oh. that, that is why it's used by Cobb because when they were locked, when him and Maul were locked up in, you know, limbo and whatever else for, you know, a lifetime, um, they, they, the top was spinning forever because it was in her dream. Like, that was the whole thing. So, when Cobb was like, oh, I want to stay here with her, selfishly. And he spun the top and put it in the safe and incepted the idea that her reality is not real. Um, Or no, sorry, the exact opposite. When he wanted to leave, finally, he thought that it was unhealthy for them to stay there. Mm -hmm. He spun the top, put it in there to give her the idea that her reality was not real and then ended up, you know, with her committing suicide in the real world because she couldn't come to grips with the fact that this was the real reality and all that stuff. Um... Anyway, so yeah, basically there's an entirely different concept. And if you look at it, um, there's a little hidden tidbit in there that that's, and they, and they also, sorry, they also bring it up that you cannot have or know the function of someone else's totem because it defeats the purpose of the totem. Like if you know this person has a loaded die, then in your dream, like their totem won't work and they'll think they're in the real world when they're not. Um, so Cobb, when he's using someone else's totem, his wife's totem, He's using it in tandem with his own totem. And I don't know. It, it's it's kind of a more surface level 
one that a lot of people notice as a movie detail is that his wedding ring is his actual totem. Mm-hmm. Like he he doesn't wear his wedding wedding ring in the real world, but in his dream he does wear the wedding ring. So you always know whether or not it's a dream based on looking for Cobb's wedding ring. Um, so that's his real totem, and then he has an anti totem as a measure of like double security. So that he not only knows whether or not he's in someone else's dream, he'll know whether or not he's in his own dream. And that is the whole purpose of why they don't show the top uh, falling or staying up at the very end of the movie. Because in in theory, this would be his own dream. You know, right. this would be his ideal reality is he gets to just go back to his kids and live the rest of his life. So... That's why it's the, to- the 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 top that matters and not the wedding ring in the final mm-hmm. scene. So, yep, I don't know. It's fun. <laughs> there's some there's some nerdy shit in there. I <laughs> and that's I, one of them. And if you subscribe to my own personal theory, the whole thing's a dream. Even the <laughs> even the beginning with Saito and like where where he's like recruiting him and like then they go to Morocco and he rec- like they do their team up for like a heist movie. Like all that, I think is all a dream. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. And then at the end, it's 100% a dream, whether or not he, like, escaped from the dream within a dream or just, like, was in that same base dream layer for, like, when they went to Morocco and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, because if you listen to the audio of the children, rather than just focused on the top, and if you have subtitles on, it's a lot easier to catch, um, he asks, the first thing he asks his kids is, what are you doing? And they say, we're building a castle on a hill. Which is exactly oh. the opening shot of the movie where he washes on the beach. There's a castle on the hill. Um, and that is incredibly intentional and Christopher Nolan does not make mistakes. So uh, you, don't, you don't have a very distinct piece of audio like that. So he was literally bait and switching us um, with like the important details on this table. But no, the important detail was way in the background out of focus with some quiet audio. So... Anyway, I really, nerds. I really wish you hadn't uh, started this by explaining that a uh, totem could be a loaded die, uh, because then for a good chunk of that, in my mind, I was just visualizing a version of this playing out where a guy knows he uh, is in a dream, but mm-hmm. the dice roll keeps coming up three just by chance of probability, and it's really <laughs> fucking with him. <laughs> That's true. A loaded die, yeah, you'd probably have to roll it a few times to know that you weren't in a dream. Because yeah, you would have to. How many times do you think, like, before it becomes like the probability gets ridiculous, like ten times in a row, and you're like, I'm probably safe here, but like, you probably still would never technically know because you there is a chance that you could just roll threes for the rest of your life. If it rolls off the table, does it not count like in Yahtzee? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know how loaded dice work. But yeah, that was, um, I believe, that was Tom Hardy's totem, if I'm not mistaken. No, he had the poker chip. Tom Hardy had the poker chip with the misprint on it. Um, fuck, was it Joseph Gordon-Levitt's? I think it might have been Joseph Gordon-Levitt's. I don't remember. Yeah. So. I definitely don't remember Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character's name. Uh, it pisses me off that I don't. I know Eves. Eves, I believe, is Tom Hardy's character. Um, Ariadna is Ellen Page's character. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I know Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So I'm so pissed off. Fuck it. Is, no. 
I thought I had a string. Don't you hate that? Yep. Like when you when you feel like you have a string and you start pulling on it, and it gives you nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it wasn't Eves. It's Eames. Is Tom Hardy? Saito for Ken Watanabe. Yeah. Um, Arthur. Arthur for Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, hmm? Not very memorable. No. I. <laughs> Both the name and the actor. Yeah. What happened to him? Is he still a thing? Is he doing indie movies? I feel like that was kind of the trajectory of him, but no. Let's see. I mean, he did Don John. I remember that. That was a weird, weird one. Not a bad movie, but definitely a weird one, yeah. He was the voice of Detective Hard Rock in Knives Out. I don't even know. Well, uh... Huh? Well... I... I don't know, man. Like, I don't know who Detective Hard Rock is. I didn't in that movie. I didn't see that movie, but like, I, I, odd that there'd be a voiceover like that. I don't. Okay. Yeah. No, I have no idea. Detective Hard Rock, Knives Out. Um, who was Joseph Gordon-Levitt's cameo? Blah blah blah. Ryan Johnson. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, B movie. Wow, this article sucks. <laughs> Dude, just uh, la 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 la. Detective Hard Rock. The sleuth heard in the background of an early scene in the morning, where the sister of the main character Marta is watching a lurid crime story. Oh, it was like a a movie within a movie ah. uh, voiceover. Um, I guess Snowden, yeah, was his last big project. I guess he was in uh, Last Jedi as Slow and Low. I totally missed him in that movie. So, yeah. Mm. Interesting. We're going to talk about lots more interesting stuff on episode 63. Episode 63 of the Quarantine Cast, sponsored by Volunteer Viewing, recorded on June 12, 2020, a Friday. Yeah. All right. Andrew is out on assignment. Um... Uh, he is attacking and dethroning God. We thought we killed God on this podcast. God came back. Uh, have to do that whole rigmarole all over again. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Um, so Tucker Carlson's having a bad time, huh? That poor guy can't catch a break. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a shtick, but like... His public persona definitely seems like he's never having a good time. Like, the bit is that he is always, he has yeah. to always be mad about something. The bit is also kind of that he's always concerned, you know? Right. Like, John Oliver calls him out really well for that. How he's he's not operating in good faith, and he's just speaking from concern. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no, you're being a like little shit right now. Like, you're not... Like, I think recently it was the whole, like... You're saying defund the police. You're saying abolish the police. And like, yeah, sure, the liberal elite living in their houses with their walls and private security and gated communities can do that. But what about everyone else? What about them, huh? It is just like, dude, you're being like such an ass. You're not operating in good faith at all. And like, it's just, it's frustrating. I, it, mm. My personal experience, uh, especially doing more community manager stuff, the... The, the 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 
people who are pissed off about a decision but then act from like a concerned perspective about it like oh, mm-hmm. I'm, you, you turning this down i'm so worried about like what's going to happen to the community that to me is always so much more draining and annoying than the people who just like curse me out or something after i don't give them their ridiculous request it yeah yeah so for those people who don't know tucker carlson was quoted saying that the black lives matter movement is definitely not about black lives Mm. remember that when they come for you Mm -hmm. and at this rate they will and like Pretty redeemable. Like, <laughs> like he said a lot of shit in the past, like white supremacy is a hoax and a million other things. That's that's like you, you can't even really dance out of that one. Yeah. I feel like you. Um, and yeah, he's lost a ton of major sponsors. I and uh, it, it looks like Fox is probably feeling the heat a little bit of like mm, maybe we should drop this guy. And uh, there was a tweet that I saw that it just. Reminded me again of like all these people doing things that we want them to do because they're mad, which makes me amazed. Mm-hmm. Uh, some guy, like a, a blue check on Twitter, I don't know who he is, maybe some just reporter. It says, if at Fox News drops Tucker, turn off Fox and don't turn it back on. I'm just like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> you did it! Although I'm sure they'll just go to One American News or something like even worse. But right. like the, the concept of like, we won't watch Fox News anymore. And it's like, yes! <laughs> and yes, that's exactly what we want. Thank you. <laughs> I love you. That's so great. I know that you're only doing it because you're mad that they're quote unquote not extreme enough. <laughs> but like, at least you wouldn't be watching it anymore. So, uh, yeah. who was the high profile Fox guy who got chickened a while ago because he was just harassing female staff left and right? Uh, was that Hannity? Uh, or no, no, no. That was no Hannity's still there. I think. Oh, um, no. no, yeah, the really, really old, gross guy. Um, He's on the Daily Show a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He always got into it with John Stewart. Fuck. I'm so glad that I can't remember his name because he used to like haunt my nightmares. Um, Fox News, old guy, fired. There's no way that's going to come up, right? But can you imagine if it does? I mean, Roger Ailes will be the one that... Bill O'Reilly! Yes! Ah, it did come up! <laughs> Roger Ailes and Bill O'Reilly, both creepy old guys that got fired. Yep. Yep, Bill O'Reilly. Fucking A. So yeah, he got he got canned. Like, you know, there's it, it happens. Yeah. I mean it's all it's all a business for Fox News. Like they they're making money off of evil, but they yes. it is it is still a business. They have to make money, and yeah, if they feel enough pressure, they will uh take the quote unquote good guy route, even though they're being forced to from a lack of money. Do you think but, um you think if they can Tucker, they'll, uh, I, mm, mm, I can see a version of this playing out where they bring Tommy Lauren off of whatever, like, more obscure thing she's on. Like Did she get fired from something? I hadn't heard that. I thought she got fired, too, and then had to go even more obscure. Like, she was on The Blaze, right? Yes. got fired from The Blaze for being pro-choice. That's right. And then had to go even more obscure, and now she's mostly just, like, a Twitter influencer. I believe. I get, huh. I guess now that I think about it, I haven't seen a video clip of her in ages. Yeah, this has just been like yeah. her having obviously like paid for tweets uh, promoting conservative agendas. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's that's her gig now. I think she's not 
very mainstream. I, I feel like they would go the opposite way and just get a like super white bread conservative that's a lot younger and knows how to avoid those uh, auditory landmines <laughs> a lot better and know like the absolute limit because there there are a lot of young conservative trolls who are very good at exactly towing the line mm-hmm. of where they would get in trouble. You know, like still be a total provocateur without ever saying something so extreme that they would actually have to face consequences for it. So that, that's that's probably the type of person that Fox News should be looking at. And the only reason they kept around some of the people like Hannity and Tucker Carlson is because they're just recognizable. Yeah. So. Yeah. I hope... Uh... Yeah, what a fucking conservative YouTubers. I hope Ben Shapiro, Crowder, or Joey Salads enjoys their Fox News tenure. Joey Salads. <laughs> Joey Salads is not one of them. <laughs> ben Shapiro and uh, Stephen Crowder, absolutely. I don't know. But I, I, ben, I, I, <laughs> Joey Salads drank his own pee on a live stream, and every time he posts something <laughs> offensive... All the responses are the video of him drinking his own pee. Like, and he's never going to escape that. <laughs> like, you're, you are a fucking whack job, dude. You are a prank YouTuber. Has, like, anyone, has anyone started an OnlyFans pretending to be Joey Salads and just posted that video and nothing else? It's, it's, he's, he's something else. Joey Salads. <laughs> he was doing all the, like, the fake, like... Black people beat or destroy a, a car with a MAGA bumper, st- bumper sticker. Yeah. And like someone on say. Reddit took a picture of the, the set and like all the actors just like standing there while he delivered his intro and everything. Like it's, uh, yeah. Joey Salads is a piece of work, man. I think. I tell you. Uh, did you see the article where it turns out that the kind of new Black Panther group that showed up to a uh, protest in Atlanta were all actors really yeah it, mm, yeah i i don't i don't know if they uncovered where the money came from for them to be there and uh you know take uh, seemingly like good pr photos with cops but yeah not i mean like so i i grew up and i'm willing to say it obviously with a lot of like white privilege and mm-hmm. sheltered and everything like that i grew up thinking that like the black panthers were a really negative organization, like a quasi-terrorist group, which is what white America kind of ended up portraying them as. Mm -hmm. And I remember there was a point in college where I had a young, like a black professor who was like a major role in the civil rights movement. And I still like am amazed that I got to take a class from her. Like it was really, really cool. Oh, wow. Um, Like she was, she was actually famous and I'll, I'll tell you her name after the, podcast i mean i don't really want to like no no totally i don't want to name names <laughs> now um but yeah like and she was talking about like the black panthers in a really positive light and it was just weird for me so mm-hmm. and then i did my own research and yeah sure enough like yeah they were just like a positive community outreach group that were like very staunch about like the second amendment in particular and being like yeah you know what if it's for white people like it is for black people too like we are not going to stand by we will absolutely parade around with assault rifles and everything um try and stop us basically and yeah like their whole gig basically was community outreach and trying to get you know like black neighborhoods to help out the cause and everything Mm -hmm. they they do grocery runs 
where they would just literally like buy a ton of groceries and then just set up on a street corner and just like hand them out to people. Like that was that was the main thing that she remembered when she was a little girl. And so it, it was just really cool. And from my understanding, they were largely uh, successful with that until the U.S. government labeled them not exactly a terrorist organization, but uh, ran a lot of shady shit against them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the first ever gun control measure passed by Ronald Reagan, of all people, <laughs> in California, specifically targeting uh, the Black Panthers. So it's literally like... Mm. It, it reminds me of Bojack Horseman when Diane is just like, Americans hate women, but they love guns more than they hate women. And then seconds later, like they pass a bunch of like gun control to help help suppress women's rights. And, they're just like, and she's just like, God damn it. Like, I really, really thought that this would be the one. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, it was a thing. All right, Bojack Horseman quote. I think that was the perfect time to do a clap sync and move on to the post roll. Cool. Killtastic. Multiple orgasm inducing. Killing spree. <laughs> we are going in two different directions on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you just got more and more positive. I don't know why. I mm, What's mm. wrong with you, dude? <laughs> it's like you're I don't know, man. It's like you're being a, an optimist right now. I mean, I think I've just... the My expectations have been set so low now, just, ah. just, just of the world, that, like, clearing that low bar. You know what? Like, little golf clap, you know? Like, okay. Good job. Good job, society. Sure. That fucker who killed George Floyd is out on bail now, and that is horrific to me, though. Boy, that is, uh, that was expensive, wasn't it? Like a million dollars? Yeah. Nice. Uh, mm. Mm. Nice. And, uh, I, I, for such a high-profile thing, I would assume there's a high chance of flight risk, so I, I'm, I'm shocked that that was even on the table, but whatever. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'd feel pretty secure if I were him. Mm. That, like, this was, uh, he was going to get away. He was going to be fine. Oh, you think so? so? I, 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 I don't think he's going to get second degree murder charges. Ooh. I think it's going to, he's going to plead down to manslaughter or something. Uh. Mm. Just, I. Uh, I hate to agree with you, not because I think you're wrong, but because I really hope that doesn't happen. But yeah, that's definitely a version of all this I can see playing out. Yeah, you can't always, uh, you can't always, uh, dream things into existence. 
I guess we did get Capone on tax evasion, so. Yeah, I mean, but they, we had motivation to get Al Capone. <laughs> the, the, the police department does not have any motivation to take down cops. Mm. Uh, Which is another part of the problem. Um, yeah, I'll say so. I'll agree with that. Well, I'm no longer an optimist. Thank you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Depressing. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that is about all we got on this Friday. I I am exhausted. Um, I'm sure you listeners out there are exhausted too. So be sure to do something for yourself this weekend. Just recharge the batteries a little bit uh, beyond listening to this. Um, black lives still matter. Uh, all lives don't matter until black lives matter. Still Pride Month. Uh, Shoutouts to the LGBTQ plus community. Um, yeah, be safe. Keep it up. And fucking rock on. You're amazing. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Peace. <laughs>